Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey guys, it's Bond Harris here. Since I've started the show, I get asked all sorts of questions on who to bet on and who to bet with. I don't always know who's going to win, but I do know where to go. The answer is my bookie. Between our live in-game betting, endless props, and fantasy sports wagers, there's something for everyone. With the best player perks in the sports book business, they've been good to me, and I know they'll be good to you. They're hooking up our listeners all month. Visit mybookie.ag and use the promo code PANTHER when creating your account to claim your 50% bonus. You're laying down $100, you got an extra $50 in play. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E dot A-G, promo code PANTHER. You play, you win, you get paid. Hey guys, it's Bud Harris here with our Panther Rants podcast. Happy Thursday to you guys. Tomorrow is Good Friday for some who, you know, who observe, you know, the the whole Easter thing and, you know, you know Lent and whatnot. And I'm sure kids will be off school and things like that. I mean, my kids are off. But it's a happy Thursday. Not much to get to today. I mean, obviously the Pens are the playoffs. That I mean, I was shocked to see him go down four games like that. And I don't know if it's matchups or whatnot. Maybe just the Pens are aging. I mean, I forget that. Uh, I forget that Sid and Gino are in their thirties already. I mean, Gino's 33, and for a left winger at age 30, it's kind of, um, you know, at that age, it's probably where you may want to think shopping around. I mean, you always don't shop sit around because he's been your your centerpiece forever. You don't do it. It's just hard to believe they're that, that old now. I mean, I remember when they, <clears throat> they first both came into the league. But, yeah, hockey players don't stay young forever. I mean... How would none of us do? But um, we got a little bit to talk about, talk about today. I guess I'll make this probably more pitch-centric than anything else because just a lot of jumbled headlines. St. John's, their uh, coaching search is a mess. They can't seem to get anybody to, um, <laughs> to come work for them. Uh, NBA playoffs are underway, and there's you know, nothing really... Nothing really um, standing out there. Well, one notable headline was Boogie Cousins out for the playoffs with an injury against the Clippers. And on top of that, the Warriors in that game blew a 31-point lead and lost game two. I mean, the Clippers traded away Tobias Harris and still made the playoffs. And, they, you know, the Clippers have a really nice young core of players. If they can add some pieces down the road, sure. On top of that, Luke Walton's already found a new job. I mean, he's managing the uh, Sacramento Kings now, and that's you know really good hire there. I mean, I I didn't agree with him with the clip with the Kings firing coach, but if you got a bunch of young players and you could bring in a guy like Luke Walton, who obviously didn't work out in L.A. because well you know new management came in and. Obviously, Magic didn't help much, but LeBron came in, and there's stuff that LeBron wants, and you're gonna. LeBron's gonna get what he wants. 
But um, but uh, yeah, we'll keep this pit centric. Obviously, last week, almost a week ago, actually, it'll be a week ago tomorrow. It was four one two day, and it was to celebrate four one two and the pride of four one two. So Pitt obviously on their day, Demar Hamlin posted the whole thing about the four one two, and you know it was on the helmet. Then later that day, he throws out tweets saying that uh, Shop four one two made them take down that four one two decal. I guess he says it's not about the city anymore. And obviously, backlash occurred. Lots of it. It went from pit Twitter to just all around. Why? Because a certain shop who's made some for, who's made you know a bunch of clothes with that four one two type of uh, logo that they do, and they've had several you know like Steeler players. Some you know, Ike Taylor, a notable one, model their clothes. I mean, I've, I think I've seen Ryan Clark in them, and everybody just buys them. I mean, at the time the Steelers were buying the, the clothing or modeling it, and of course everybody was buying it up because of it. So, people obviously weren't too pleased with this whole development because it just came out of nowhere. And, you know, from a business perspective, I can understand where Shop 412 is coming from. They trademarked 412 because it's obviously their brand. That's how they make their, you know, that's what they make their clothes with. So they obviously want to protect their their brand and their product. Because what you don't want is a bunch of uh, 412 shirts being, you know, being sold. Because what if an vendor comes by and does the same thing with the, with the area code? And they try to make money off of it. Well, there you got competition, obviously. But, I mean, it happens. I mean, it's like... It's like when you get information... It's like when you tweet out... I mean, it's like when you tweet out something. Say you're... You know, my, my instance, say that, like... I get some information. Or I find some information... I tweet out to my 2,000 followers. I may have it before everybody else. The tweet may not get much activity. Then, somebody else with a bigger following, a bigger outlet, they finally get the information. They tweet it out, and of course, everybody jumps on it, on it as if they got all the credit for the tweet. That's kind of like that in a way. Somewhat. But I can see why Shop for One Two did what they did with the trademark. They don't want anybody else trying to make money off of it because it's their brand. That's what they built off of. And then, but I mean, an argument is it's the area code. But at the same time, Pitt wasn't doing anything to make any money off of. 412. It was just a thing on the helmet. That was it. It was basically that the purpose of this whole thing was to show pride in the 412 area code, which is the area code of the city, 412. That's what the whole purpose was with this helmet 
decal thing on the front. And that's all the players were shown. Maybe Shop One Two felt that maybe since with the new Pitt branding was the the um the you know the rebranding with the script and stuff that maybe Pitt would throw a bunch of four one two shirts out. Possibly. But I really don't think I really don't think it would have put a dent in their business if Pitt would do that. And of course, you know, you had the backlash and everybody talked about it. But Shop 412 followed it with a very tone-deaf response saying, Oh, chill out, guys. We're working on putting some on some uh, 412 designs for, for Pitt. Okay, so you get called out for your crap about coming at Pitt over the 412 on your hel- on the helmet, but then but then you double down on your on your stupidity by hey we're gonna well yeah we can't uh, we can't let you use this helmet because you know or this decal because it's our um. And, you know, it's a trademark infringement. So, we're working with Pitt, so we can sell you more merchandise. It's just, it's a, it's, it's, they double, it's like they double down on it. It's like, we don't want you to use the 412 because we trademarked it. Because we fear, you know, you're going to make money off of it. Oh, but hey, hey, but hey guys, no worries. We're working with Pitt to get some uh, Pitt merchandise for you guys for 412. So you can buy from us. Just in case Pitt's trying to make money off of off of this. It just it just baffles me. It kind of baffles me that they uh that you know Shaw 412 went after Pitt. Cause we all know for sure that if the Steelers were to put down their helmets, they would have said a thing. Because they would have sat back and loved it. In fact, they would have, you know, maybe they would double down as well. They would have said, they could have just replied to the tweet and say, "Yeah, you could buy four or two merchandise off of us." But you know, you know, you know, for damn sure, they would have called the Steelers and said, "Hey, we need you to take that logo off, that four one two logo off." Because the Steelers are going to say, "Screw you, dude. We're the Steelers. We got a whole bunch of uh, big rich lawyers. You ain't going to do anything." Click, hang up. I mean, they basically, they wouldn't go after the Pirates if they did it. They definitely wouldn't have gone after the Steelers or the Pirates. Basically, they wouldn't have gone after the pro teams because, you know, they could have used it for their publicity. But instead, Pitt does it and they have a freaking pickle over it. For no reason. And of course their Twitter feed has been pretty silent since. Now I know people are going to get. um, You know. Voodoo Brewery. Had a H2P. Type of uh, lager. Or beer or whatever. Craft brew. Whatever you call it. And I guess it was an H2P. Brand. And I guess Pitt made him take it off because supposedly Pitt, I guess, trademarked that that phrase. The difference with there is, is they were selling the beer, making money off of it, using that. 
And yeah, and yeah, you know what? Pitt could have just let it go, let it slide. That's but that's another story. Here, Pitt wasn't trying to make any money at all. It was just showing pride for the city, and it just—it's the four one two area code. But you know, it is what it is. But to recap, I get why Shop Four One Two did it. It's just their handling of it and the way they did it was bad. And of course, their response to the backlash was even worse. And oh, oh, or no, it could have just it could have been handled better, you know. But um, let's hope for a better resolution, or maybe just a more learning experience for these guys. I mean, I know they're a, a young business, and you know, hopefully this is, this does, this doesn't put too much of a dent into them. I don't think it will, but I guess you know them being silent for right now probably is the best thing. So let's move on. Pitt had their second annual choice awards on the I guess this past you know this week. And they honored a bunch of you know pretty much basically they honored their athletes. You know, their the top overall academic teams of the year. Men's soccer had a had a three point two GPA and the women's cross cross country had a three point five. This was for the spring and fall semesters of twenty eighteen. Gymnastics girls, they got they won the Bidget Broder Award for strongest commitment to the community, you know, making an impact on the community. Cheyenne Hudson Women's Soccer won the Heart of the Panther Award. And this is basically presented to a student athlete who embodies the spirit of service through pit promise and is involved in the community above and beyond what is required. And Cheyenne Hudson, obviously, she plays women's soccer. And of course, the Panthers United Awards presented a team whose passion and dedication to Pitt is found in its support of other Pitt teams through participation in the Panthers United Initiative, Women Swimming and Diving. And of course, you have the Gold Standard Teammates of the Year. And there was a bunch of, uh, you know, obviously this is presented to the third, fourth, and fifth year student athletes who most effectively inspires his or her team through exemplary commitment, composure, and integrity. There's a bunch here. I mean, winners... Asia Bug, women's basketball, Jared Whistleframe, men's basketball, Grant Jones from men's track and field, Nate Sloan, men's cross country, Sam Shields, women's cross country, Rachel Brown, women's swimming and diving, Brian Lovasak, men's swimming and diving, Cheyenne Hudson, women's soccer, Craig Blair, men's soccer, Nico Papa, baseball, Marisa DiMatteo, softball, Mike Hurden, football, Claudia Bartholome, tennis, Miranda Salvo, women's track and field. Demetrius Thomas, wrestling. Emily Horner, volleyball. Alicia Patricus, gymnastics. Colton Byerly, cheer. And Dina Perlick, dance. So those are all the you know all the all the recipients and you know the teams they represent. And of course, you have the Gold Standard Administrators of the Year. This is present the non-coaching staff member of the athletic department who's gone above and beyond to ensure success of student athletes. From either an athletic, academic, or personal development perspective. And of course, you had Ali Hosley, women's basketball, Matt Plisga, men's basketball, Jackson Martin, men's track and field, Molly Trot, women's track and field, 
Taylor Gossman, men's cross country. Daryl Westa, women's cross country. Kelsey Shayer, women's swimming and diving. Penny Samaya, men's swimming and diving. Tyler Carpenter, women's soccer. Christina Tilly Sheets, men's soccer. David Stark, baseball. Jen Toscano, softball. Chris LaSala, football. Mandy Maramas, Motson, tennis. Auburn, Wesensell, wrestling. Kate McCartney, volleyball. And Sean Mueller, gymnastics. And if I butcher those names, I apologize to all you who are, if, if any were listening to this. And of course, the James Conner Comeback of the Year award went to George Aston for football. I mean, George was out last year, and he came out strong, made some big plays, and helped blaze that running game. Dennis Briggs won the Davis Sandberg Award. And basically, that's a uh, member of the former pit wrestler and assistant coach. It's presented the senior best exemplifies the qualities that Sandberg embraced, dedication and academic and athletic excellence with unyielding spirit and passion and commitment to the improvement of the University of Pittsburgh surrounding communities. I mean, a lot of good stuff here. Male and female performance of the year. It's presented the male and female student athlete for most remarkable, significant performance achieved. Greg Lowry in men's track and field and Lane Lane Van Bursick, Lane Van Buskirk volleyball. I appreciate. I apologize for Lane if I butchered that name. And of course, newcomer of the year. It's mainly freshman or registered freshmen. Demetrius Thomas wrestling. I think it's the team moment of the year was presented in recognition of strength, performance, individual. Obviously, that was Pitt winning the, winning the Coastal Division for the ACC. The male and female athletes of the year, uh, you had winners Quadri Olsen and Nika Markovic volleyball. Team of the year, obviously, was volleyball. And, of course, the Carson Fellowship This went to Brian Lova segment swimming and diving. The Blue Gold Awards. They represent the male and female senior student athletes who represent the student athlete ideal based on academics, athletics, leadership, and citizenship. And these people will be forever recognized on the varsity walk. So you had Darren Hall, Javi Perez, and Gillian Shriver. Darren Hall football, Javi men's soccer, and Gillian, or Gillian or Jillian women's track and field cross country. If I got that wrong, my apologies. And of course, the Panther Award went to Quadrilson and Kamalani uh, Akio for volleyball. Basically, Darren, Javi, and Jillian, Quadri, and uh, Kamalina, or Kamalani, I'm sorry. <laughs> My apologies. Basically, these five are going to be recognized on the varsity walk. In other words, when you walk on the cathedral, these are the five names you're going to see. And, you know, in terms of Quadri and Darren, you know, Quadri, when he first came in as a freshman, had to take over for James Conner because James Conner was not hurt, but he was diagnosed with cancer. And he did a hell of a job. But then after that, you know, James Carter came back, got his job. Then in a year after that, Darren Hall, you know, took over the, you know, took over things, and he was a go-to guy. But uh, in this past year, both these guys shared the duties, and they uh, both were a thousand-yard rushers. And you can say, and you can actually say that this type of type of offense we had was pretty much the offense that Paul Christ envisioned 
when he was a pit. Because at Wisconsin at one time, they had Monty Ball and James White in their backfield. And if, and, if, and if you didn't get Monty Ball, Monty, Monty Ball had a really stored career at Wisconsin. Ran for a lot of yards. And so, you know, James White was really good, too. James White's in the NFL still. Monty isn't, I don't think. But they were one-two punch at running back, and that's pretty much what these two guys were. And if anything, that's what pretty much what Paul Christ envisioned. That was pretty much his vision there, for one thing. I don't think he envisioned you know, the, the passing game that we had. I mean, as far as the rest of these, rest of these groups, I mean, Kamalani, ACC Setter of the Year for 2016, two-time All-East Coast Region First Team, All-ACC First Team 2017, All-ACC Second Team 2016. I'm not sure if any more awards are coming to her. They, they might. I mean, she just, I mean, they wrapped up. I mean, they won, um, they won two ACC titles. I mean, this past year was an ACC champ, and twenty eighteen was an ACC um, championship outright. And of course, you know she was part of the group that you know this that made the NCAA tournament for the first time in twelve years. I mean, she's had a pretty um, pretty storied career. I mean, of course, you know you know we never think of women's volleyball pit, and that's until now. Now, you know, we're flipping on ESPN Plus or whatever, you know, streaming thing they're on. If we're not on television and we're checking them out. I mean, Javi Perez was an ICC second team in 2017, team captain. You know, men's soccer, you know, it's up and coming. And I guess this, you know, Javi's one of the guys that, uh, you know, he's helping Lane Fentanyl Foundation. As far as Jillian goes, I you know I look at her, I look at hers. I mean, I don't know a whole lot about the Olympic sports, what's great or what's not, but you know her individual title was twenty sixteen. Tommy Tommy Evans Invitational did well on the five k. But if I look at you know if I look at her um, her history at Pitt, you know one thing that sticks out is she she has a top, you know she's been top Pitt's top finisher in a lot in a lot of these um, events. I mean, she led Pitt for the third consecutive year for the ACC titles. I mean, that's for the ACC championship. She placed 36th, but still, I'm not sure if that's good or bad. I, mean, I, I know nothing about that. this. I just, I just do know when I, I see honors, lead, those type of things, top finish, that I'm sure that she's done a hell of a job here. And, um, you know... Normally I talk about you know normally I don't uh, you know talk about the Olympic sports. I don't talk about it enough, but I figured this, at this point, you know I should. And I guess that's why I named all those names because you know I always talk football and basketball. And you know I did mention women's tennis the other day. I just think it's you know appropriate you know if I'm gonna name, if I'm gonna name all the football people and brag about them, I can I can at least brag about the Olympic, all the Olympic sports as well. I mean, for one thing, you can say what's helped us with the ACC is it's made us upgrade these sports, get them better facilities, and realize that um, we can have a good all-around athletic program, and we don't have to limit ourselves to basketball and football. 
and of course, you know, Heather Like is, you know, she's brought in some, you know, for a lot, of, you know, brought some good hires. I mean, well, sky's the limit. And on top of that, we'll close this out. The NFL released did the schedule release party thing, and I looked at it. I, the Chargers had a really good one with you know, with the animals and stuff like that, which was pretty cool. Carolina Panthers had the best, I think, to me, had the best one so far. Um, they used a um, video game type of thing, you know, from all the Sega Sega games, PlayStation, and whatnot. It was really cool. Atlanta Falcons did the Game of Thrones, and they they did a um, they trolled the uh, Saints with the uh, Ram, I guess, you know, hitting the referee or something like that. I don't know if I'm the Falcons and if I, I, I and if I blew a twenty-eight to three lead in the Super Bowl, I'm probably not tr- going to troll the Saints too hard. Yeah, that just doesn't. You know, that doesn't, you know, I get, you know, I get, I mean, it's good that they're comfortable with skin to still troll, but I just don't, I don't know, I'm 20 to 3 and, you know, do that. I mean, at least the Saints won a Super Bowl. Can't say that much about Atlanta. Now, on the Steelers side of it, the Steelers did theirs with a Mr. Rogers theme. And I don't know, you know, I, I, I get Mr. Rogers. Okay, I love Mr. Rogers. I watched him when I was a kid, and I have nothing bad to say about Fred Rogers. Great guy. You know, it's one thing, you know, you, th- you think about is, you know, Mr. You know, Pittsburgh is Mr. Rogers. But that their schedule review for the Steelers, it was just lame. It was just really, really lame and boring. I'm sure people will disagree with me, but I just, I don't know. It sucked. So I don't get why. I mean, I get why they use it. It's Mr. Rogers. I just thought that they could, there's, be, there's better ideas out there than that. I mean, at least they didn't use the, at least they didn't will out the, the freaking Permanian sandwiches while they were at it. You know, show everything about Pitts, how awesome Pittsburgh is. You know. Let's use this as an opportunity to talk about ourselves again and talk about our city. Well, anyways, guys. Much not much else going on today. Enjoy your Easter weekend and hell to pit.